Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Take Care and Live podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen V, and you're about to listen to this week's Tuesday's Take. You know, up until two years ago, rushing was a common practice for many of us. It was the normal thing to do. But have you asked yourself lately, since things have begun to get back to quote normal, have you asked yourself, why do you rush so much? Why do you always tend to be in a hurry, no matter how much notice you've had in advance about that event or that project, somehow, not just you, it happens to me too. Somehow, we wonder why we still end up in a rush. Now, rushing is not all bad, and I'll get to that later. There are times when rushing is necessary. But how often do you find yourself rushing from one place to another not because you didn't have enough time to prepare for the people or the project or that event, but really because you've normalized the practice. Some of us thrive on doing things last minute. We feel doing things under pressure will be at our best. But your ability to do things under pressure should actually be the result of your steady, endured commitment to consistency over time. So that in the event of an emergency, in the event of something urgent, you are able to move quickly to accelerate your actions and even skip the right steps safely. It's actually quite dangerous when we make the mistake of thinking that our ability to get things done in a pinch is the way that we can operationalize our daily life. Often we get a high from getting things done out of this sense of urgency, right? But urgency also creates tons of casualties. There's this old historical account of a nanny and a boy named Mephibosheth. And he was actually about five years old and where he was and where the nanny was, was under attack. And so the nanny, in her haste, picked up the boy and fled the area. But as she was running and as she was fleeing with the boy in her arms, he fell and he became lame. His nanny was in a rush. And though full of good intentions, her pursuit for moving quickly not only left that little boy she was hired or assigned to protect, it not only left him wounded and crippled for life, but I would also imagine it left her wounded as well. Her decision to rush, to move in haste, to not really think through her actions before she took them. I wonder how devastated that situation left her. I'm not telling you that everything is 
meant for us to move at this kind of slow pace, right? There's far much, there's too much to do. There's just way too much to do. There's often many people we have to care for, many things we're responsible for. But that's precisely why we have to make sure we don't allow ourselves to flow in and out of something in a rush. Not as a daily habit. Because when we do that, it can be costly. Listen, it was costly just for this one moment for the nanny and that young five-year-old boy. Imagine living that way every day. Imagine the number of casualties you and I could be responsible for if we always insisted in living in a rush. There's a lot more to lose from always rushing. Your mishaps because of a rush has ripple effects on other people's lives and other areas of responsibility that we are accountable for. And two, rushing when done regularly is an expression of what I call adaptive dysfunction. It's this misuse of your normal ability to adapt and make changes based on a unique set of circumstances and normalizing it as something you do for every circumstance. And so you don't plan ahead and your risk of bringing harm to others and to yourself increases. So this adaptive dysfunction is your misuse of your normal ability, your capacity to make changes uh, in how you behave and how you respond based on a, a unique given set of circumstances that might happen at a particular point in time, but you normalize it, you normalize that ability as an everyday action. And so your planning skills become dwarfed. Your ability to think through what you will do next. Your ability to strategize gets muted. And when you do that, you put yourself and other people in harm's way. So that's what that adaptive dysfunction is. And running is necessary, right? We all have to run a race of some kind, but running should be a reflection of careful planning you've done over time, right? Even track stars do it. They plan their run. Marathoners do it. They plan their run. They map out when they're going to speed up, when they're going to slow down, when they're going to take that shot of energy to head towards the finish line. Every move they make is not a move of urgency. It's not a crisis move. It's carefully thought out. It's planned. And they run that way because in the event that they need to make a sudden change, they've rehearsed their strategy for the run. Now, you can't plan for every crisis. You can't plan for every sudden moment of change that needs you to be adaptive. But your failure to plan actually inhibits your ability to determine what steps you can edit from the process so that you can adapt in a way that's less harmful to yourself and others. So it brings me back to the nanny story I told you earlier, right? It wasn't the fact that she 
made the move, right? It wasn't the what, it was the how. She knew what she needed to do, which was to get away from there. Take that young child and get away. The how is what suffered. It was the how in the process that suffered. She knew what she needed to do. She needed to get away. She needed to get that young boy and herself away. But the how she did it, that was a need for strategy. Did it need strategy in the moment? Did it need to be quicker than, you know, possibly having a week or two to figure out what to do in the event some men came in and tried to attack her and the child? Absolutely. It required swifter action. But her thinking processes weren't reflective of someone who was prepared for an emergency. She wasn't prepared for the how she would engage in the emergency. And as a result, this young child became crippled. My question to you is, who is being crippled by your haste? Who's being crippled by your rush? Are there people, systems, relationships being crippled, being hindered, becoming lame, because you have adopted this abnormal process, this abnormal belief system, this broken belief system that rushing is normal. That rushing is a reflection of healthy adaptive behavior. Think about it. There's a proverb that says careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. But hurry and scurry, well, it puts you further behind. Said another way, a careful man or woman thinks before she or he does anything. So she will have plenty. He will have plenty. Another man may not think before he does anything. Another woman may not think before she does anything. And that man or woman will become poor. What does that tell us? Rushing, normalizing the habit of rushing is actually deficit thinking. It's poverty thinking. It's operating from this idea that you don't have enough. And so because you don't have enough, I have to move quickly to somehow salvage what's not enough so I don't lose it. There is a better way. And if you're someone who's struggling with this consistent, abnormal habit of rushing, of making the rush your go-to system for how you're operating in the world, I'm challenging you today to step back and do some reassessing. Step back and consider what is your motivator? What are you afraid of losing that makes you think living on the rush is the best course of action for your life? I also want you to think about this. Who is becoming more lame? Put another way, what system or relationship or systems and relationships are you crippling 
because you're always operating from the rush. Don't let the rush ruin you. Don't let the need for the rush hamper what you could be to yourself and to others simply because you haven't taken the time to step back and reevaluate yourself. Rushing is about priorities. It's about resetting of priorities. It's about resetting of values. And you and I have the capacity to do just that. We have the ability to do a reset of our values and our priorities. So don't let the rush ruin you. And don't let it ruin others. Have a wonderful week. I look forward to connecting with you again soon. And in the meantime, do what I encourage you to do every day and do it well. And that's to take care and live. Thank you for joining this episode of the Take Care and Live podcast. I'm excited you spent the time with me today. And I'm going to ask you to do me this favor. Write us a review. Let us know just how much you enjoyed the show. And if you enjoyed the show so much that you think it's worth sharing with a friend, go ahead and do that too. We would love to hear just how much this show has impacted you and the friends you shared it with. And remember to do this one thing and do it well. And that's to take care and live.